Right, Cappuccino episode number four with Constable Brian. Today's guest star is a lady who needs absolutely no introduction if you've been around since about the 1990s as a child. My great honour and privilege to introduce Susie Caddo. Uh, so as we always do on the Cappuccino, and Susie hasn't heard of Cappuccino yet because she's been busy, we always do an icebreaker round. Oh. So here we go. Five random questions. The first one being, what will the title to your your autobiography be? I did it my way. Yes, why did I think so? Or, it's our time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that would work. That would work, yeah. Um, Has anything ever happened to you in your life that you cannot, and to this day still can't, explain? Um, The sense of deja vu that I often have to the extent that I almost feel sick, that um, I, I get sick to my tummy, that I'll go somewhere, I will um, do something, and you go, oh my goodness, I've done this before. Glitch in the Matrix. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if I did it before, why am I doing it so badly this time? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, hang on, second time round. Yeah. yeah, or the number of times I said, even I did it yesterday, I said, uh, my husband, we walked out the door, oh, haven't received an, uh, an email reply from such and such yet, and checked my email just before we headed out, um, hang on. Yes, it's yeah. just come in, so yep. that kind of stuff, which I love. Yeah, 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 an ooky and a spooky one. Mm. All right, 10 years ago, what was your favourite music band and your favourite television show? 10 years ago? So we're talking 2008. Oh, okay. Well, rough guess. 2008, um, best band at that stage. It was probably one of the ones that the kids was listening to. (laughs) We were having it on high rotate, so um, would that have been... Uh, Kath B or oh, there you go. Yeah, Liberty Beat or somebody nice. like that. Yeah, 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 okay, I'll give you that. Um, right, the most famous person you've ever met is who? The most famous person I have ever met, um, Dave Stewart from the Arrhythmics. Although he's not so famous now, when I met him, he was the bomb. Or oh, Millie Vanilli, they were pretty um, Yeah, they were the famous. bomb. Yeah, um, so Dave Stewart and... The rating systems we use on this podcast is, was it pants or was it awesome? Oh, awesome. Oh, cool. Awesome. All awesome. Good. Awesome. Amazing guy. For somebody as supposedly in the media quite standoffish and things like that, he was down to earth. He hmm. was showed us pictures of his kids and was happy to chat with anybody. Just lovely. Beautiful, right? And you have to wear a t-shirt with just one word on it for an entire year. What's that word? Oh. Doesn't matter, I can wear that one word for my entire life. Here we go. You know what it is. Love. L-O-V-E, love. Bless. Right, so, uh, before you were a TV personality, mm-hmm. uh, and you were, years ago you were a resident of Kaikoi, you used to be on a radio station called... KCCFM. Yes. I've heard this story many a time. It's one of my favourite Susie stories, and if we're lucky, she'll tell us now. Tell us the Susie... It can't be Susie, you're not oh. <laughs> the voice. Yeah, now you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because I've been sharing a couple of stories from that time. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I started in radio, and back in the day, back in the day when I started in radio, yeah. um, we didn't have podcasts and, and live streams from the studio or any of that kind of thing. We barely even had a website up. Actually, we didn't have websites back then. Um, so, because um, we are talking 1983. 
384. So we need to turn the radios on yeah. and let the crystals... Warm. No, I'm teasing, yeah. <laughs> yep. So um, I was one of the youngest female radio announcers at the time. At the ripe old age of? It was about 17, 18. Yeah, 17. Yeah. So um, I was in at Catapult CFM and at that station, as you do with all small stations, um, and in fact probably what you do now with every station, is you have a chance to get involved in every aspect of it. So... Um, I started out in copywriting and I went through to helping to program the music and, and schedule advertisements and all those sorts of things and then ended up on air at this ripe old age. But I had quite a good voice for radio, a nice, uh, deep, resonating voice and it sounded quite mature and I obviously managed to come across sounding quite mature because I was out doing a live promo for a business, it was a menswear business. And um, we're doing the live crosses from the band. There's two or three of us there. And um, I'm there in my little uh, grey charcoal, grey denim mini skirt and my fisherman's rib jersey, <laughs> which was the in thing at the time. <laughs> yeah. And um, the gentleman from the store came out with some flowers and asked, Oh, um, is Susie Cato around at all? And I said, Well, yes. And I held out my hand and I said, I'm Susie. And he said, no, no, is, is a Susie Cato here? And I said, that's me, and got some <laughs> confirmation from the people around me. And he went, oh, and the flowers drooped. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. And he walked away without yep. any further conversation. <laughs> yep. Love it. I'm reminded of that story because I recently went into a high school once and she went, oh, you're the police officer from the radio. And I went, yes. And she said, not what I thought you were going to be. I'm like, <laughs> Ouch. It's all right. It's all good. Um, so you go from KCC uh, to working for BMG Records? Uh, yeah, with a, with a um, muzzer in the morning yep. um, pit stop on the yep. way and um, working for a carpet manufacturing company. And oh, I was actually working as a photographer's assistant um, at the time. And um, yes, ended up at B- BMG RCA. You're right. I'm not You're taking me back. Yeah, yeah. Hang on, wait. Right. So, the rumour goes mm-hmm. that apparently you were approached on like the Thursday or the Friday while you were at BMG Records for being good at TV. You, this, oh. this girl would be good on TV. No, not quite. It's an even better story. Oh, than okay. That. Oh, okay. Yep. oh, you don't remember this one. Okay, so um, I would have told you before. <laughs> <laughs> hang on. Um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what happened was, um, working for the record company and taking a number of um, artists around to TV programs, 345 Live with... um, Fenella Barfield. Yes. And And Phil Kogan. Yes, yes, yes. And Yahoo. No, was it Yahoo at that stage? Quite possibly Yahoo um, with... No, 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 because that was Phil Kogan as well. You could edit this part out. (laughs) (laughs) As I correct myself. Um... So yes, we had uh, three foot five and the likes, and um, I went to a barbecue with the executive producer of um, the Early Bird Show with Russell Rooster. Yes, yep. and he had made all kinds of cool programs. We'd been involved in What Now, and he was the brains behind Nice One Stewie and um, and that kind of thing. Um, we got talking about what I liked in children's television presenters. And for me, it's about how a children's television presenter connects with you and sounds like, you know, includes you in that conversation that you can either be there in the studio with you, with them, or they're in the, at home in your lounge having a chat with you. So that's what I really liked about it. I then, a year later, um, went to a fancy dress party. 
got on well with everybody there, had a fine old time. About a week later, got a telephone call. Have you ever thought about being in children's television? It turns out that several of his employees had been at the fancy dress party and had thought that I was a bit of fun and might fit in with the, the lunatics at the asylum. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so um, um, I got the telephone call and I was invited in to meet the team. We had a read of the script around the, the table one lunch break and then um, I had the opportunity to experience live camera, or not quite live camera, I got to stand in front of the cameras just before the news went to air and practice, you know, have a little chat to them, the cameras and the, and, and, and the, the rooster, and then we went live to air that Saturday morning. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I was told three months later that if I hadn't have made it through the first couple of voice breaks, I would have been given a pat on the head, some petrol vouchers and told, nice try. Yeah. But that was a sink or swim situation and I think I'm still swimming Yeah, now. I think you definitely <laughs> swim. Uh, yeah. And I remember I remember it coming out because I, this is, will give you some idea of the scope of the people I hang out with. Some of my friends said, you've got to see this show. I'm like, why? And they said, because... There's a good-looking girl beside this rooster. You're going to love the rooster. Never, <laughs> never mind the girl. I'm like, what about the rooster? It's like he tells really, really funny jokes. Oh, he does. And he did, yeah. Yeah. yeah and, uh, yeah. Look, it, that was one show that crossed all generations. Yeah, it did. It, it was fantastic. Yeah, and still to this day, yeah. Russell Rooster, wherever you are, come back. So yeah. I'm saying. We've had <laughs> all the, is forgiven. We've had, the, yeah, we've had the Alpha Revival. Why not the Russell Rooster? Um, so you then move on from EBS and you go to basically present in the afternoon for the kids shows yeah there was 3pm yep. so I hosted 3pm I actually helped create that show with all the um, our oversized elements we had a massive big um, letterbox I put my hand through the mouth of the letterbox and pulled out a letter and we answered you know requests for fan mail and pen pals and those sorts of things um, and addressed the need uh, addressed three times um, a request for help for abuse, child abuse. Yep, which is fantastic. Forms. Yeah, which gave me an appreciation of what um, the scope of this media is all about and how it's not just fun, it can be information and connecting with people as well. It's brilliant. Which, as you've been taking a sneaky look at my notes here as I'm talking mm-hmm. to you, will bring us right on to the next topic because you're talking about the scope of the media. For those who don't realise, you, 3PM, was responsible for bringing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to New Zealand, wasn't it? Didn't it show on there? It showed... No, it showed on the early bird show with Russell Rooster. That's right. The whole reason I came on board was because the Rooster and the Kia and the Quack-Ups all went on tour with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles around New Zealand and they needed somebody back at base to hold it all together. And that was me, stuck at home, doing the washing. But you, you, (laughs) you literally, if I remember rightly, and I remember you've told me and I can remember it, have, you used to have to, and this is how times have changed, you used to have to give a warning before they played the yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, didn't and they? And just say, hey guys, do you know what? Going down into the sewers is not for us kids, it's just for the turtles. That's what the turtles do. Yeah, and look at that, they've moved mm. on and we're all still here. So yes, that's exactly. <laughs> so then you do 3pm and you go to You and Me, mm-hmm. which when I was researching this I went, 2,000 episodes, that's a... Yeah, there was over 2,000 That's a mistake. Yeah. That's yeah. It's got to be like 200. So I checked in a couple of sources. I'm like, no, it says 2,000 mm. episodes. Yeah, wow. So for five years, yeah. 
I would be in Dunedin for two weeks of every month. So I'd go down for two weeks and come home to Auckland for two weeks. Yeah. And we would make two programs in a day. How many times did you visit the Cadbury Chocolate Factory? In the- no, don't know. No, I didn't. Not until afterwards. Yep. Yeah. 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 So all the Spates Brewery. All that time are doing you and me, and the demographic had slightly changed as well because you'd gone from talking to sort of. Uh, primary school, intermediate high school kids, mm-hmm. back down to sort of that preschooler level—not really, but sort of a little bit more junior. Um, which did you enjoy doing more? Oh my goodness, I loved them all, but for various different reasons. And you and me was something very, very special because I'd I made a conscious effort to go and um, choose that program. I mean, not really—they chose me, and I went, "Oh yes, please, I'll go and do it." But everybody said to me, "Why?" Are you doing that you're going backwards shouldn't you be off doing the weather or a game show or something like that and having learnt the power of television and and the way of connecting I just saw this as a fantastic opportunity and if we can connect with little people and give them good education and good role models and give them a feel-good factor that helps connect their synapses and, and you know those first 1000 days and that first three years and that first oh my goodness I just saw such potential. Nobody knew when we were making it that it would have the longevity that it had, I don't think. I think we all thought we were making something pretty special. And we, as I did all my live performances around the country, and saw how many kids and families knew the show and connected with and loved the songs and came and gave me the big hugs and all the rest of it, I knew I was involved in something pretty special. But to know now the feel-good factor that a whole lot of people, adults, feel whenever that song is sung or whenever they, they see me or, or I, I, they hear my voice, you just go, oh my goodness, Yeah. this is amazing. And I bet you the time when you were singing that song for the first couple of seasons, you just thought, oh, well, that's the catchphrase, I'm done, yeah. thanks for coming. It really yes. has become your signature song, oh, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and we used to sing it every day. So yeah. uh, every time, sung as live. Let's be honest, you still are. Whenever you bump into people, they yeah. always go, Susie, can you sing the song? Oh, me? definitely. Normally they want to have, see you, see you later. And I go, no, you, because we're not ending. We're just starting. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have to have, it's our time. Yeah, yeah. Which means the beginning of our time together. Yeah. So, and then I do see you, see you later. Of course you do, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, and then after you've done You and Me, and 2,000 episodes, I still find that staggering, you go and do Susie's World, mm-hmm. which, again, was kind of, um, as some people had seen that you and me as a step down was kind of a bit a step back up well it was I was growing with the child I yeah guess, pretty yeah. much and so then you've probably you've covered maybe three or four no because you and me was on for like five years didn't yeah. you yeah so you've done like four generations probably mm. in the space of those programs when you started doing Susie's World you were, were talking about stuff that was a lot of people had never ever seen before like science experiments and yeah where do farts come from and exactly. that type of stuff and what was your favourite episode that you did because like I know from doing Brian and Bobby I can still remember there'd be two or three of my favourite episodes but what mm-hmm. was your favourite episode of Susie's World because I'm forever getting asked oh you know when Susie did this blah 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 yeah okay, but, wow. uh, so what's your favourite episode the digestion program, it has to be the digestion <laughs> yeah. program. It was the second program that we'd ever made and we follow the baked beans through basically the digestive system. And um, yeah, the question was what happens when you eat baked beans? So we follow those baked beans through. 
And right to the butter end. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is there a flushing sound coming? Oh, yes. Yes, yes there is, yeah. So, so you do 263 episodes mm-hmm. of Susie's World, mm-hmm. including the... And I'm sad to say she didn't say it, but the police episodes are standout. Oh, it is, with a certain police officer there. Yeah, best performance, wooden performance since the Thunderbirds. <laughs> I don't know who was more nervous, you or I. Uh, but then after that, Susie's World gets axed. And it got axed fairly publicly as well, to be fair, didn't it? Well, yes. Look, then when, when the news hit that they not only didn't want any more Susie's World, but actually they didn't need anything from Susie anymore. Yeah. There was public outcry. It was really... I was I was amazed at the support that I got, and I was very humbled by it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a sad day for us all. Yeah, and I think you and I had been friends for about two years, I think, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I remember seeing the picture on the back of the Herald and they had done a big article on Susie's World and what it was yeah. like and everything else. What was that like for you personally? Because kind of everything, not stopped, but it's like, wow, that's kind of the end of an era because you've done like four generations of kids. Yeah. And you've been on TV for close to 13, 14, 15 years solid. Mm. And yeah. on Monday, you're not going anywhere. You're no. staying at home. No, exactly. It was just the weirdest feeling yeah. because I'd lived it and loved it and had plans of where Susie's World was going to next and had so many other ideas and we had the website and you know, everything I did was based around kids and my um, TV uh, programs. Um, it was the most bizarrest feeling. It felt like it felt like I died. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, but it's the same, I guess, with anybody who is made redundant without a redundancy yeah, package. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you yeah. are you are left to your own devices, and and um, it was a time to really take stock and think about where I'm going and what I'm going to do next. Yep. Um, and I did. It was really interesting. I, I was lost for a certain yeah, time. Yep, as you would understandably be. Mm. Um, then you had the Brian and Bobby yes. pop up. Wow. If it <laughs> as, wasn't, yeah, well. As I also popped with something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. So, yeah, for those of you who don't know, when we started, I think it was the first season of Brian and Bobby, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. Susie, and I quote, check this out. Uh, where have I put it? You actually said that you were, after Susie was cancelled, Susie's World was cancelled, Susie said, I'm taking a break to focus on my greatest production ever, which is growing a weak family. That was one of your quotes to the Herald. Mm. All right. Oh, right. There we go. Right. So, so at the same time as uh, Brian and Bobby starts rearing its head and you sort of take a really big step into production, I guess, behind the cameras, you decide to have a, a baby as well. Well, yeah, well, the interesting thing was um, you and I were putting this project together yeah. and um, as I did say, I went into production with my own little family. <laughs> yeah. I was pregnant. In the third trimester of um, my daughter's pregnancy, we were advised that we had funding for the first series of Brian and Bobby. Yes, correct. So, I remember that. Yeah. And when you're pregnant, I don't know whether um, anyone else can relate to this, but um, when you're pregnant, you often feel six foot tall and bulletproof. <laughs> well, there was nothing we weren't going to do. We were going to do this production. Da, 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 da. And we did, but by great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's have <laughs> a, a lot more involved in it. Yeah, let's have a break for that now. Yeah, I'm sorry. And we had funding for the second series of Brian and Bobby. We got that announcement in the second, uh, third trimester of my son. Correct, yeah. Two years later. 
And the good news is we got a third series and you Without didn't have him. a third no. shot, so that was good. Yeah. So, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was going to say you didn't yeah, Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, luckily. So, so that, uh, Brian and Bobby took place and we did that and you did a couple of guest spots on that and there was a lot of wrangling behind the scenes for it to make it happen. Um, and then after that, you've kind of moved on because, well, you're doing radio stuff now and if I remember rightly the radio stuff came in sort of towards the end of series three of Brian and Bobby didn't yes, it? Yes I'd, st- I'd been invited to start um, uh, to be on air um, on a radio station called Big FM which was an Auckland only radio station and um, I did 10 till 2 uh, with my wee family and um, <laughs> series three of Brian and Bobby so I think I started here getting grey hair uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but as part of that, um, that radio stunt uh, we went oh this is a family orientated radio station. It needs a kid show. So we put together a proposal, got funding from New Zealand on air, and they went, actually, this needs to be national if we're going to get funding from a funding body like this. So I made a couple of quick telephone calls, and within 24 hours, we had six or seven radio stations say, yes, please, great. Kids program, you're involved in it. We'll take it. So we now have 22 radio stations, and we're broadcast as far north as Kaitaia or Cape Rianga and as far south as the Bluff. So pretty, can't, pretty, can't argue with that. No, and been going now for nearly 10 years. Yep, which makes me feel even older. Thank yes. you. <laughs> uh, yep. So, and then uh, that's been sort of your primary thing that you've been doing. Mm. You've got lots of little background projects going on as well, haven't you? You're an ambassador. You're like me. You can't. Somebody says, can you? And you go, yes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so, as well as being, uh, obviously, with Dancing with the Stars, um, an ambassador for Mental Health Foundation. Mm-hmm. You do Pink Shirt Day as well. Mm-hmm. You're doing Step Timber mm-hmm. in September 4. That is for um, cerebral palsy in New Zealand. Yep. You're still doing your stuff with the SPCA as well? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, yep, there you go. Any others I've forgotten? Um, now, let me try and think. Um, Mention them all here. Oh, good blimey. Who, what, what else am I doing at the moment? Well, the, the, one of the big ones that has taken up a lot of time at the moment is Kiwi Kids Music. Yep. So um, I'm the chair of an organisation that um, we've got 80 odd, 80 plus members now um, who are all singer songwriters or producers of music for kids, Kiwi kids. So um, we're putting on shows in various places. We had the Kids Music in the Park in Auckland um, just gone in, that would have been January of this year. We're planning for a couple more next year. Um, we had the New Zealand Children's Music Awards, we've got a website, we've got so much happening and I'm working as an advocate along with um, several others in the committee to ensure that we've got um, more opportunities for to make um, music for kids and places to play them and, and things like that. Yeah, because so. as cool as Katy Perry is, she's not going to sing about a pukika. No, she is not, no. unfortunately. Yeah. And if she is, you know, it might not be with the appropriate language yeah, and exactly, all the yeah. rest of it. Uh, if she is, please give Susie a phone call. <laughs> yeah, Kiwi yeah. Kids. yeah. Um, and then the other thing that you um, do as well, as well as doing your radio stuff and everything else, you work really, really hard at being a mum full-time as well. Mm. First and foremost. Yeah. Your family comes first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and lots of people, I think, they kind of realise because your family came out of the limelight, sorry, came out of the shadows a little bit for Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah. And then scarpered back. Oh, God bless them, good work. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, they've been a part of my YouTube channel 
So they're regular guests there, as you have been Correct. from time yep. to time, yep. you and Bobby. Yep. Um, but they've been quite keen to be a part of um, the media limelight. Yep. And Dance with the Stars certainly gave them that opportunity. Which brings us on to the next one. Yeah. Dancing with the Stars. The Stars, yeah. <laughs> uh, before you were announced as a guest star, mm. before you were sort of, Susie's coming very soon to Dancing with the Stars, and you signed up, how nervous were you? Because this is a huge leap of faith, let's be honest. Yeah, I don't know that I was nervous so much as excited by it. And I certainly didn't know at all what was involved, you know. They suggested that it would only be about 15 hours of training a week. Oh, I can fit that in around the family. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was excited about all those dance styles and and that music and the costumes and, oh, um, the opportunity to to be on the big screen again and and reconnect with people. That was pretty cool too. But, um, I don't know, it was the chance to go and and do something I'd never done or dreamed I'd get to do and and get a little fitness as well because I was completely and totally unfit. The moment I signed the contract, I started walking my son to school. (laughs) That's the level of fitness that I... (laughs) So if jumping out of a plane... With a parachute on your back, skydiving mm. as a 10 for coming out of your comfort zone. Oh, okay. And cooking a can of baked beans in a microwave as a 1. Whereabouts yeah. were you out of your comfort well, zone? I'll tell you what, if you're putting a can of baked beans in the microwave, yeah, that's like a 10 as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, don't take them out of the can <laughs> yeah. first. But, <laughs> but um, uh, to begin with, I, without knowing the, of the costumes and the things that I was going to have to wear, I wasn't that nervous. It was only once I realised that um, they were, I, I guess, modernising Dancing with the Stars a little bit more, and the dresses were uh, a bit more fashion orientated as opposed to classic ballroom style dresses and things like that. That I went, hang on, uh, yeah. that thing's a pair of togs yeah. with a sarong wrapped around <laughs> yeah. it. You want feathers? Where? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that then I had a few conniptions. I must admit, yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting to do any great um, leaps and and throws and things like that, um, which grateful I'm very grateful for. Matt saw my reservation and went, okay, if you're going to really pull those things off, you really have to have the confidence and the Siobhan's and Samantha's and and so on. That much younger than me, that much more athletic. Both of them are, go to the gym regularly and have an amazing amount of fitness. For them, that wasn't a problem. For me, it was. Oh, upside down? Why? <laughs> so the the conniptions came later during the series. <laughs> Which brings us to the promo. Oh, yes. Right. So Woo-hoo. I remember you telling me about it after you'd filmed it and going, oh, and I'm, I'm like, what? And you told me and I was like, yeah. So out comes Susie out of the crowd wearing her shimmery, glittery top and a pair of leather pants. I love this quote from Kylie Nixon from Stuff. She's watching it. And her brother turns around her and says, Susie Cato's not meant to look like that. <laughs> That's destroyed my childhood, right? Yeah. Yep. And Connie's response was, Susie is a stone-cold fox, <laughs> right? Well, I know that you got like loads of reaction because oh. everybody went, wow, that's just like, whoa, out there. Was it then you realised, oh, hang on for a second, this is... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, when I saw the outfit they wanted me in, I went... This is going to go one of two ways. Yeah. But, do you know what? It's, I joined Dancing with the Stars to push outside my comfort zone and to do something different and maybe 
break the mold you know what the interesting thing is it's more me breaking the mold for me and who i had typecast myself as yeah. than for the rest of the new zealand because the support was phenomenal mm. and yes there were some tongue-in-cheek oh childhood destroyed type thing um but the majority of it was so supportive yeah yeah that's good yeah that's a good thing and it's uh, being the ambassador for the mental health foundation as well is a great thing so that people can actually see okay she's quite clearly out of her comfort zone yeah. so that was yeah and 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 that's one of the things with the mental health foundation as my charity um i was more than happy to do uh, the late facebook lives normally late of an evening either on the way home from a training session or having just been on air and just go for and talk about the challenges the ups and downs the a little bit of self-doubt and you know how you um have to have resilience and and persevere and, and push through those boundaries um so it was a real honor to be able to do that for the mental health foundation and can i just say while we're here for the record the number of times we asked susie to be a superhero for brian and bobby and she declined every time <laughs> dancing with the stars i'm all over it no worries anyway so dancing with the stars ended uh kind of in uh, a big shock uh manner i guess because there were lots of people saying oh, it's going to be a race between Sam and Susie. Um, and I think you, I remember seeing your first dance and going, because I do remember thinking, like you said, this is going to go one or two ways. Yeah. And I was thinking, D- dear God, just make this work. And the first, you did you did your first dance, and I was like, yeah. holy, she can actually, yeah, that's all good. I yeah. surprised myself, yeah, yeah, my I goodness. Like, and I, I could tell from the look in your face, I was sitting there going, yeah, 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 yeah boom. Yeah. But then it ended, and it sort of was, it was almost like you were cut off at the kneecaps, you and Maddie T, and you were a very gracious uh, competitor, as you always are, and you were very nice, because that's Susie's man- manner, to be very nice about everybody, but you've got to be thinking to yourself, David Seymour is still in this thing, Roger Farrelly is still in this thing. Do you know what, with the, with the way David Seymour was going, and had, for him to have lasted this long, um, I wasn't wouldn't have been surprised if he'd actually yep. made it to the final, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he did last longer than me. Yeah. But um, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was upset. I would have loved to have gone on. Yep. I would have loved to have taken it through to the final. And um, what Matt and I had planned for the next dance was going to be a waltz. It's Matt's favourite dance, and the dress was going to be absolutely oh. stunning. Oh, excuse my tummy. <laughs> That's just, how good it was. I was just going to say, give me a call, Matty. I'll do the waltz with you. Yeah. It's all good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and, and I can completely understand that. Um, and then the petition came out. Yes, which blew me away. But the thing is, I was just grateful to have made it through to the seventh yep. week. You know, it was a big ask. It was, each of those contestants worked so hard. I worked six to seven hours a day. Somebody like Siobhan finished recording, did, did the live show on a Sunday and a Monday night, and then went into the dance studio and rehearsed. Um, it started working on the next dance. So, I mean, the next level commitment was phenomenal. Um, so I'm very grateful to have got through to week seven. Yep. Um, and very grateful for the support. Yep. My goodness. I knew you would be. Yeah. Right. So then, what now for Susie Kato? Ah. What Are you going to be in Dancing with the Stars, the reunion special? Or <laughs> is it going to be a retro EBS show? Because I know that you're doing lecturing. 
Oh yeah, I've been lecturing for the last few years yeah. though, um, at broadcasting schools in Christchurch and here in Auckland. Yeah. Um, I've been doing that for a little while. It's business as usual with um, Susie's, Susie and Friends, the radio show and YouTube channel. And it is, which isn't really business anyway, it's fun as it is. Yeah. Um, um, what else? Oh, the, look, there are so many projects. And that's one of the things that Dancing with the Stars has done. It's reminded everybody that I've not so much make a comeback but I'm here I haven't gone away (laughs) I'm still the same person I'm just now a little bit older having turned 50 and um, um, the opportunities that have been flying through the door have been phenomenal so I'm looking forward to watching this space too and seeing what happens next that'll keep the Susie Cato army happy that's all good right so here's a quote from you I respect um Everybody as an individual, and I don't judge them on the comparisons of one child to the next. They all need to be supported, and they all need love, and it doesn't matter what age that child is. Mm. So this is the way I always finish the cappuccino, right? No crying here either, right? Because Susie's a tearjerker from way back. Oh, yeah. At your funeral, when they are reading out what Susie... Oh, look, she's already gone. (laughs) They are reading out what Susie's contribution to the world is, because uh, you're like me, you like leave the footprints in the sand type person. Mm-hmm. What would you like them to say? That I was a friend to many, and that um, ooh, the love heart is a symbol that um, is a big part of everything I do. So it's it's about love and it's about friendship and it's about that I was able to. Um, I think one of the things, one of my, one of my, you know. Um, Back in the day, the, the you had to come up with your own little quote, your own little mantra, or um, it's not like the right phrase, but your for your business. Mm-hmm. What was it? What was the phrase that you needed to do? You came up with your slogan. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing, or your reason for your business. And mine was to provide a place of nurturing for a child, whether they be one or one hundred, um, a place where they could um, um, be themselves and reach their full potential and that's what I was working to do working to provide that's what I did with you and me that's what I did with Susie's world that's what I'm doing now with Susie and friends so if I have helped make the world a happier place for somebody and the feedback recently has been that happy place that people go back to um that I've got, I think, a sense of achievement from that point of view. That's what I'd like to be remembered for. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got friends who are school teachers who are showing me pictures of her and her brother on your knee mm. somewhere in New Zealand. Yeah. I don't know where. Going, look, look, look. Uh, yeah. 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 And strangely enough, she even looks like you as well. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. And she's so, a teacher. Fantastic. Yeah, she is a teacher. So, if you want to catch up with Susie on media, where do we go? Because I know you're on Instagram. Yeah, you Just can find a Susie Cato? Yes. Right. I never know my own handles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Susie under, underscore Cato, I think it is. Yeah. And on Facebook, it's Susie Cato Official or um, Susie Cato because I've got the two pages. I've reached 5,000 friends very quickly and needed to start another page, so I did the profile page. And um, you can find me at susiecato.co.nz. At the moment, on Tree Hut TV, which is the channel on YouTube. And um, generally, just down the road. Supermarket, you can bowl up and say hi, and you know, all those sorts of things. Yeah, because you're not 
at all worried about that, eh? Oh, I know there true. are some people who go out and sort of, you know, sunglasses, sunglasses and, and a head, head scarf yeah. and everything else. And no. I'm frequently getting it from my friends. Oh, I just saw Susie at the supermarket. I'm like, yeah, she's got to eat too. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's where it works, yeah. Baked so, beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know so, what happens then. <laughs> so yeah. so um, that is the cappuccino. See how free and painless that was that oh, wasn't was. too bad was no, it it was fabulous thank you very much right. of course now what I have to do because I didn't start with it's our time you know what I have to do don't you yeah I do and this I wasn't going to bring this up but I am going to bring this up now because I'm thinking have you ever thought because it's one of my biggest worries that Bobby will be at my funeral <laughs> I've actually said that I've got this this horrible thing of Bobby being on top of the casket <laughs> and people going oh I remember this guy blah 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 have you ever thought and uh, somebody said this to me, like, they will play your outro at your See, outro. See you later. Oh, wow. Won't well, everybody they? wanted me to sing it at the end of Dancing with the Stars. Yes. Well, they wanted me to sing it as everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, was eliminated. So I sang just a little bit of it. Um, uh, if I'd made it to the finals, I, mean, I might have done the whole thing. But <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a fully blown stage show production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, yeah, I'd never thought of that. No. Quite possibly, yeah. Yeah, I, I, no. and it was something that when I was doing the research for this, I'm like, this is going to be Susie's outro, outro, if Ooh. you know what I mean. So there okay. you go. Don't, we, don't, we won't plan no, it. No, no, where you go then. So look yourself up. So it goes, see you, see you later, it's time to say goodbye. See you, see you later, I've really got to fly. See you, see you later, it's time for us to end. See you, see you later, we'll be back again. So long, see ya, in no hora. Goodbye, my friend. How I wonder what you are.